0: blog talk radio hi there i'm mary eileen williams at feisty side of 50 radio and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older but we also know that there are a number of challenges we face as we age and one of the most painful of these is that for a variety of reasons we lose connection with our adult children Our guest, Tina Gilbertson, is a psychotherapist and the author of an incredibly helpful book. It's called Reconnecting with Your Estranged Adult Child. Her work has been featured in numerous national publications, including Forbes, Glamour, Real Simple, and Red Book. And in 2019, Tina co-founded ReconnectionClub.com, which offers education, community, and support to help estranged parents repair their relationships with their adult children. Boy, am I thrilled she's joining us today because this is a truly painful experience, and it's her work, as, as I just mentioned to her before we went on air, at the highest Highest level. So, welcome, Tina.
1: Well, thank you so much, Eileen. It's really a pleasure and a privilege to be on your show. So, thanks for having me.
0: Well, I would like to just reiterate again this book and your work, it's a godsend to parents who are undergoing what I would term a truly traumatic and painful experience and the subtitle of the book is practical tips and tools to heal your relationship and boy you give them so let's start out with you giving us a little bit of background about how uh, adult children can become estranged and what led you to writing the book
1: well i noticed as a therapist when i had a number of clients Uh, sitting across from me who told me that they did not want to be in contact with their parents. And usually it was because they felt bad in the relationship somehow, either invisible or too criticized or judged by their parents or just they were having a bad experience. And when I asked them, you know, do you think your parent understands the problems you're having, sometimes they would say, well, I've tried to tell them that they don't get it, and sometimes they would say they wouldn't understand. So I knew, even though I didn't meet the parents on the other side, I knew they must be in knots over this. And I started writing articles and so on and putting stuff on the Internet, and boy, did I hear from parents right away saying, thank you for the article, what about this, what about that? And so eventually I knew that I had to just write a book and get some help out there for parents. Truly. I mean,
0: truly, because uh, it it is one of, you know, (laughs) there's not, I mean, everybody, there's a lot of, you know, every life must experience a little rain or whatever they say that saying is, but this one is a biggie. And um, you, I know in the title there, you purposely use the term estranged and why specifically do you find that term to be the most descriptive of, of what's going on?
1: I think estranged, even though it's not a, super common word and it's a little bit of a five dollar word, it does cover many different situations. You know, everything from complete and total cutoff where you just haven't heard from your child in years, to a situation where you may see your child weekly, but it just doesn't feel it feels like you're strangers. And it doesn't feel like a close relationship anymore and you don't know what's happened. So it, it, it refers to distance of some kind, either physical or emotional or both in some cases. So I think it yeah. captures a lot of different situations. So,
0: yeah, because you did write in the book, there, in one of the chapters, there, there are a variety of levels of estrangement.
1: Yeah, and, and one of the most common that, People may have experienced for decades with their children is a kind of on again, off again, or cyclical relationship where sometimes the child is in the picture and sometimes you just, it's radio silence. You can't get them to reply. So they come in and out of your life. And every time they do, it's extremely painful. And sometimes this can eventually end up in what, what seems to be total cutoff where you're both just exhausted mm. from the efforts. Of coming together and then falling apart again and then coming together again and and falling apart. So eventually, often these on again off again relationships can become pretty pretty far estranged. And it seems like, gosh, there's just very little hope. Um, but but it, in fact, there is always hope as long as you're both alive. And there is so much that parents can do to to change the tone of the relationship to. To try to understand what the child's experience is that is making them run, you know what is it what is it that they want distance from? or is it simply that the child has so many other obligations in their lives that it feels like a little bit too much to also be concerned that the parent needs to hear from them. So there can be a lot of different things going on. and I think sometimes parents can take it personally when their children prioritize that relationship. But, uh, of course, their children, you know, in their 30s and 40s especially, have a lot going on in their lives. You know, they have children of their own very often. They have jobs, careers, and, and lives that they've built. And so they don't necessarily prioritize their relationships with their parents anymore. And that can just feel like you've been abandoned you know, if you're on the parent side. And so what are some things you can do to make that relationship more attractive to the child? And some of that just has to do with, with just that, making the relationship more attractive. And people may say, well, that, you know, in, in my day, we just respected our elders. We were there when they needed us, and it was quite simple. You know, a lot of people never imagined that they would be in a situation where their child is not in contact. You know, it can just be a, a shock. And they can feel like, I don't know what I can do. This would just feels like a bomb went off in my life. And so there can be a sort of paralysis that happens to parents. And that's what this book is, is trying to address. There is quite a lot you can do as a parent in most cases. Um, so there, there's a need to, to get out of that paralysis and start. What are some of the factors that perpetuate distance and what are some of the factors that can heal it?
0: Well, and as I mentioned, too, this book is filled with that kind of information, and it's so, so very helpful. You brought up that there could be a variety of reasons, and one of them might have nothing to do with the parent or the child in particular, but the spouse of the child. And that I never even considered, but that, that can be huge.
1: It can. The spouse, of course, has tremendous influence on, on the child who's married to that person. So what's extremely important, and this can be very difficult in, in certain cases, is to get along with that spouse. Get on their good side even if they don't have one kind of a thing. It's just so important because often the spouse is also the gatekeeper uh, to the to the grandchildren. And so yeah. it, it really becomes get along at, at whatever cost. And, you know, put aside your your pride, or whatever is making you think, geez, you know, um, shouldn't they meet me halfway? Well, yes, they should, but if they won't, then what? Then do you cut off your nose to spite your face and say, well, I'm just not going to put up with that behavior, even if it means not seeing the grandchildren or my child? Or do you say, what do I need to do to placate um, this person who, who doesn't seem to want me in their lives? So it is a choice that has to be made and it's not it's not a pretty choice but it comes down to what are your priorities what's most important to you and how do you get how do you get what you want it's quite strategic in certain cases and not easy
0: Yeah but so very important and I love that idea like trying to take kind of a distance perspective like in the big picture (laughs) Mm -hmm. what is truly important to me what do I value the most and then if you can do that then sometimes you can overlook some of these things but like you said it's not easy but one of the things that you talk about in the book and I think this is an important uh, thing to bring up too is about shame because you know you're there with your friends and they're talking about oh their grandchildren are wonderful their daughter talks to them every day and we're best friends Mm -hmm. and you know and here you're uh, having a difficult relationship that can be that can add to the pain and the shame absolutely. is what i mean
1: for sure there is always so much shame associated with all kinds of aspects of parenting and when your child you know is the kid on the block who doesn't want to have a relationship it 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 is it does bring up all kinds of ideas like i'm not good enough you know my own child doesn't want to talk to me what does that say about me and that shame, while it's understandable, is um, kind of damaging because it does, it does put you in that, that terrible paralysis of, you know, I don't even want to look at this because, uh, you know, I, I, if, I, if I dig too deep, maybe I'll find out that I am a, a bad parent and that's why they don't want to talk to me. So shame is, is devastating to your ability to make repairs in the relationship, you've got to let go of that shame. You, if your child is alive, you did well enough, and and to some degree, uh, your child has the responsibility to heal from whatever needs healing in their in their childhood and in their lives, and you your responsibility is to look at. parent and you will find shame and it's um, as I said it's a destructive kind of a force, extremely dangerous, it's not constructive at all so you can just look at it and say yes I have shame, every parent has shame, even these ones who are best friends with their kids are not immune to shame but this isn't serving me you know, what do I need to do, how do I recognize what went wrong in this relationship and what, what is mine in that? And how do I address what is mine? Uh, because anything that, that falls into, into your yard is something that you have control and power over, and that's a good thing. Because if you have no control, if you have nothing, if none of this is yours, none of this falls into your yard, then there's really nothing you can do. If it's all just that your child has a personality disorder, your child doesn't appreciate things, then what on earth can you do about that? You know, except just shake your head and say, well, I wish I I didn't have a child like that. I mean, really, there's nothing for the parent to do. So, So you want to find something where you have contributed to the situation. You want to find that. And shame makes that very difficult because shame says, don't look there. Don't look for anything you've done wrong because that means you're. That is how it feels. So it's an obstacle for sure.
0: Wow, Tina. Well, I know our listeners right now, and especially anybody who has any kind of relationship to to this particular issue, is going to tell. What a fabulous resource not only the book is, but the Reconnection Club. So please Mm -hmm. tell our listeners how they can connect with you at the Reconnection Club. Go to your website and find out more about your work.
1: Great. Thank you. Well, the Reconnection Club is is the school, if you will. If the textbook is my book, Reconnecting with Your Estranged Adult Child, then the school is ReconnectionClub.com. So ideally, they would read the book. It's available wherever you can get books. And then, you know, while they implement the, um, the ideas and, and, and tips that are in the book, the, there's a lot even more resources and community inside the Reconnection Club. So our members are working proactively and positively on their relationships with their kids. And uh, So that's at ReconnectionClub.com and you can learn about me and all of my publications and also my personal services at TinaGilbertson.com That's kind of a hub uh, of information about me and uh, my services.
0: Well Tina, this has been so helpful. I, I again have to say the work that you are doing is I'm sure impacting so many lives in really supportive and meaningful ways. So Thank you for your time. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave with our audience?
1: Just that parents, even if you feel powerless, please know that you have more power than you think in your relationship with your child. You have always been the parent. You've always been the more experienced, the senior adult in the room with your child. So don't give up and assume that you're powerless because you're not.
0: Well, we will end on that very high and practically, I mean practical (laughs) and very inspiring note. Thank you, Tina. And I do urge everyone out there, please check out Tina's website and her book, Reconnecting with Your Estranged Adult Child. If you're experiencing anything like this, it's going to give you a wealth of information, insights into the dynamics of relationships with your adult children, and real practical strategies to help you move forward despite any difficult times and uh, until next time this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you later bye bye with Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere